0: Yep. So, okay. I will do three, two, one. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Branding Beardos. And we are here for another segment of Tauke Talks. So, Woo-hoo. staying true to what the Branding Beardos are all about, bringing to you brands and insights from an Asian perspective. Today, we are so honored to have our next guest who comes from a country that is recognized for so many wonderful things like Jollibee <laughs> and a very young and talented workforce. Jerville, Omaga describes herself as an educator by heart and an academic professor by profession. She acquired her master's degree in educational research and her doctorate degree in development management. What kind of we are really getting a lot of high-caliber people on our show. Yeah, man. She also founded Vintask. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm-hmm. Startup this is basically a startup BPO outsourcing company in Zamboanga City in the Philippines in April 2019. So this is truly a startup. At present, She is the company's chief executive officer, and Vintask works in both the B2B, business to business, and B2C business to client workspaces. And Jervil, most importantly, envisions her company to be a global brand. Wow. So, from all the way in the Philippines, let's welcome the Tauke of Vintas, Jervil Omaga. Welcome to the branding beard. Good day, good morning, everybody. Thank you
1: for having me, Kenneth. Thank you very much. Yep.
0: It's wonderful to be here with you, know, you guys. So the, the, the first thing off the bat, right? I want to ask this question because I remember the you know actually for for Gervina, we can, uh, we connected with each other over LinkedIn and we've been liking each other's posts and commenting. <laughs> yeah, but for yeah. me, the 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 interesting part is how did you get from being an academic, an academic, right, a teacher, a, a lecturer, a professor, to running your own business? Yeah, how did that? <laughs> What made I, you wake up one day, you know, maybe over some sal and hot coffee, that <laughs> you arrive at that decision, but what, what was it that triggered it?
1: Yeah, I was thinking the same to us, asking myself the same question as well. I mean, um, I've been in the academy. I, I am a professor in one of the universities here in, in Sempulanga City, Western Mindanao State University, you know, been... Been uh, studying my whole life after graduation. I started teaching right away at the age of 19. Uh, wow. Very, yeah, very young. And um, I got my master's degree, had two master's degrees, was sent to Australia to finish one, and then went ahead to have my um, doctorate degree. And then, you know, after those struggles um, in school, like, you know, trying to like, climb up the racks in, in an oh. academic setup, one day I woke up, I wanted to have a call center. And then I called a lot of people. Most of my friends are working in Manila, who's been in the in the, in the BPO industry for, for quite some time, and asked them, like, hey, do you want to collaborate with me? And what are the things uh, should I be preparing if I wanted to start on, 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 on a business like this? And that's where it started. Well, if, you'd go, if you're going to ask me what really triggers me to start this business, I don't know. Like, I just wanted to start this kind of business perhaps because it's very
0: very academia. specific
1: i know yeah
0: I, I a very the, specific I, ambition
1: yeah i came from the academe and i can and we have a lot of graduates like on on a, on a yearly basis of mm. course we produce a lot of uh world-class globally competitive graduates and where are they now i mean they aren't they haven't been given the chance to to work in an environment that would showcase their skill set and a lot of them would go to manila would go to cebu where the big players are you know okay there the, the big call centers are right. and Makati. they would try to find yeah Makati, uh uh in in the cebu it park and to to sick for greener pastor, to to find a job in the in the BPO industry and then I was thinking here in Zamboanga City since we produce these gadgets and they would be away from their family why not you know have our own startup here where we have um, pool of talents you know and we we have this reach to this pool of talents and. That's where it actually started, because I also have a, a, a small review center. We also offer English language proficiency courses. Mm. And yeah, and these students that we have in our review center, the purpose for them having this um, English proficiency courses is for them to make use of the certificate to go to Manila to have jobs in the call center. So that's where it actually stemmed. Like, okay, why not? Have our own center here, center in Zamboanga. But the problem is, I don't know the process, I don't know how to start it and uh, it's a good thing that we have a lot of friends we have a lot of connections uh, working also in the in, in that industry that i was able to start slowly and eventually we're one year now yay yeah wow. <laughs> and yeah we are we continue we we continue to be the best we can there has been a lot of ups and downs challenges it's always been a part of the journey but yeah we keep our heads above waters and the most important thing is we innovate uh we welcome changes and uh we just reach out to a lot of people see what's the best practices and continue to to work from there to to improve so
2: yeah so let, so let me jump in here and ask you a question about mm-hmm. you know you you come from education
0: mm-hmm, and then
2: right. you are running a business and it's almost two polar opposites uh were there anything were there any skills that you took from education
1: mm-hmm.
2: and being an academic that were like transferable into running a business.
1: Definitely, um, definitely. This is a very good question, Kenneth. Definitely. Uh, one thing is that, of course, we know how to filter out people. You know, in every organization, be it in business or in the in the academy, you know, the most important capital is human capital, right? Our people, and that's the most important thing that. I am well versed into because we know how to take care of these people and we know how to spot a talent right away, right? And then aside from that, um, organizational management, um, it may be a lot different in the academe and in this industry, but you can actually make use of these best practices into, from the academe into, the, into this industry. So. Um, oh. There is bits and pieces. There are bits and pieces that you can bring in, um, such as management, leadership, uh, strategic planning. So research and development, all of these are also needed, very much needed um, in this industry. Especially that I am very hands-on and you know uh, navigating and but uh, like sharing the, this this um, business. So what's important is the leadership that you're bringing into into this um, industry that i have learned so much from the academe so yeah i think uh the the best practices are there it's just a matter on how you're going to make use of this in this context in the context of um uh, in the context of bpo industry
0: so i'm sure a lot of people are also wondering also because you're a startup you know and Hmm. it's only a year plus old and right now we are in the great pandemic of know, so right? sure. yes. everyone wants to know how are you surviving, you know, during yeah. these times? How what what kind of lessons are you trying to learn? Because the thing is, right, and we addressed this before, we are uh-huh. not we are in a point of time where no one has any answers for you. Uh-huh. Everything uh-huh. is a trial and error. So what are you doing as a as a business now, right? What what lessons are you drawing? Where are you drawing those lessons? What are you doing to overcome? Uh, all these challenges. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, first and foremost, Big, Ma- Big Mike and Kenneth, um, you really cannot do anything when the client would like to pause or would when the client would like to stop for the moment uh, while the pandemic is going on because it, they're they're also losing a lot of union you know, revenue-wise. Mm. So you can't say like, please don't leave us, don't stop. I mean, don't stop this collaboration. Those not don't stop this uh, this this project with us. You really can't do anything when the client says, okay, Jerville, I think that for for, for the meantime, we're going to stop. We're going to have you on pause. So, um, we still continue reaching out to many people, to to uh, different organizations and companies in the United States. Those who are still in need of our services. We still continue that. But what about the, the our workforce who were on float or, or, or uh, I mean, who lost the the campaigns that we've lost. So,
2: yeah.
1: what are we going? What what do we do with them? Um, well, for a lot of for a lot of um leaders, leaders as myself, during that time it has really been difficult, like so challenging. Um, you're thinking of your bills to pay, right? Okay. Uh, you're thinking of the um salary that you need to to keep giving out to your staff so it's, it's the the operational expenses is is there and you need to keep yourself afloat so what what are the what what are the steps that i have taken um foremost it's the webinars and the different articles uh, the different leaders in linkedin has provided has helped a lot like how are you going to pivot your business in these times of uh, in this challenging times so it has helped a lot to reorganize my my, my little company so um, while we still do our best to give the best services that we give to our clients and all of our agents are doing work from home of course i think it's it's um, it happens with even with the best big, big players they all do work from home um, the, the constant communication with the staff is will is always there, um, assuring them that everything's going to be okay. That whatever whatever assistance that you need from the management, we're here. Um, and well, business wise, you know, the clients coming in, we more on like, it, it it's like this, Big John. I wasn't really uh, worried that there will not there are no clients coming in during those times. I, I think it's about three months. So what was important to me was our present client. Mm. Our present clients during that time. So we made sure that it was still the best practices or the best service that we give out to them. Um, and also during that time it also gave us the opportunity to reorganize. Mm. It also gave mm. me the opportunity to train our people more. So those times where there weren't many clients coming in or there weren't many projects coming in. I made sure that the workforce will be equipped with more uh, with more um what do you call this uh, trainings.
2: Sounds so like you not, use your time wisely. It,
1: it, it, yeah, that's right, Kenneth. It was more of like yeah. there's nothing we can do because there, there will there, there aren't any more there aren't clients coming in because all of us are affected right most mm-hmm. of the big companies in the usa are affected so instead of sitting in one corner sulking, so i said like okay we'll make sure that our team will will be trained this is the time we're in we make we make use of this time to train our team more to learn uh, another another skill set that we may be able to offer another vertical by sending our the uh, other staff to any trainings available so we keep on we 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 kept um educating ourselves ourselves innovating in such a way that when we when the walls come down you know when this pandemic is over and when the economy starts to, to build up again then we're here stronger than ever with with um, with um, skill sets that we developed though during those times that you know, these things are happening. That's, that is actually what um, my company did. That's actually what we did. So for those times, like... Um, that's,
2: so not, that's a very, you know, I'm just thinking, I'm just jumping in here because yeah. I, I really like what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. But that's a very interesting, sort of, sort of like unique mindset because mm-hmm. I met a lot of business owners in this time period that will tell me uh, what to do. What, what are we going to do, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're going to wait. We're going to sit here and wait and we're going to let this pass mm-hmm. Let this pass before we do anything about it. So, I, I just... And, and it just irks me because, you know, it's it, time is money and you're burning money if yeah. you sit there and wait, right? Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, That's right. and, they, and here we have Jerville <laughs> figuring out that we need to train and we need to build the workforce so that we can come back stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where did this mindset come from
0: yeah just to add on to Kenneth's
2: think. just to
0: add on Kenneth's question also to, to look at the other part of it as well is it something to do with the Filipino culture that makes yeah I was about to ask you also whether how how receptive your team mm-hmm. uh, were to the training because you know when I personally witness uh, workshops and, and corporate trainings in the Philippines is the atmosphere is is very high and I remember sitting in one session where this group of <clears throat> participants actually just finished a night shift and there they were after the night shift going for a two three hour training session mm-hmm. and they were mm-hmm. still energy, right? hyper energetic right wow. yeah yeah that's right that's so
2: right.
0: is that something right. to do with the culture like, yeah well? is that
2: culture yeah. and then, like, that's right. It, it's, where's the mindset come from that
1: it is culture remember uh big john kenneth when i when i told you just a uh, 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 a few seconds ago that um, um, in an organization, the most important capital is human capital. Mm-hmm. And that is where I would always start. Like we start at this, we start by having good people. We start by by, by, uh, by, uh, uh, by um, making sure that we only have the best. Because when you have the best people, then uh, it's going to be an autopilot soon. As to your question um, Kenneth like where is this mindset coming from? I guess that again going back to your first reaction like uh, how am I being an academician the best practice how am I you know fitting in in the BPU industry I think that's where it came from I'm from the academe and um, during the um, after each and every like we finish every school year so there's like two months that we're on holiday, the teachers and the, the, the students are on holiday, so we mm-hmm. make use we make, we make use of that summertime to equip ourselves, to equip the teachers with different, um, with, with more, with the latest trends. And that's where it came from. Like, okay, instead of just sitting here waiting for new clients to come, waiting for the economy to open up, waiting for the different states in the United States to open up, we do something that would actually innovate. Um, That would actually strengthen our skills. So that when everybody's ready for us, we are stronger than ever. So that's when we do Coaching sessions, training sessions. I have, uh, I I was able to tap different uh, trainers in Manila from from Cebu to talk to the team, and yeah, that's it. So we made use of our time to, to you know strengthen our skills, to gain to gain uh, uh, quality skill sets, so that when. The US economy opens, we're ready and we're much more stronger than ever with uh, highly qualified people. And it's just gonna be an autopilot after. So yeah. We take we we take the challenges. It's raining. You know, it's like saying, Well, it's raining. Instead of crying the rain, why not dance in the
2: rain? It's so, so smart. Yeah, That's we so take
1: smart. it head on.
2: I, uh, I, John, I love, I love this guest. It's, she's so smart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <I'm> g- <laughs> so, Thank you. You know,
2: yeah. you said, you said, um, I, I love the quote, right? You said, we start by having good people. Mm-hmm. What's, what's, you know, how do you get good
0: people? What's okay. your filtration process like? And what And how do you define
1: yeah. a
0: good person? Good wow. people. Wow.
1: Wow. Um. Foremost, I have this, well, of course, we're not discriminating applicants. You know, we might, you know, we might tend to be, I might tend to, you know, give out comments that would come out as discriminating applicants, but not really. Um, What's important for me, I am actually not looking for somebody who has really vast experience, like um, in terms of uh, salesmanship or in terms of um, them being sales representative or really have a vast experience or... Uh, uh, extensive experience in the BPO industry. Um, I would, I would be very happy to start with people who are, you know, fresh graduates because it's, it's actually me nurturing them and um, mm. putting in. Yeah,
2: mm. you get what I'm saying. Like it's education I again, know, right? Like yeah. it's education. Yeah, again. it's like teaching like,
1: again. Yes. Yeah, it's like a blank slate it's like a blank slate and what you provide, right. what you write in that slate will be their uh, mantra for the rest of their lives. So, right, right. it's like me again, you know, having a baby, uh, teaching them on, this is the culture of the organization, this is the culture of the company and as that baby grows, it it's imbued, it's still in their minds, mm. you know, what you teach them. So, yeah, I think that I would very much like young bloods. Those are really passionate and would really like to take the challenges. Of course, we also welcome those people who has uh, experience. That's really a big help as well because, you know, their ideas, the best practices that they've gained, that they have uh, experience from the uh, bigger uh, players in the industry, they would be sharing it with us, and eventually, it would help us with the process. Of course, but then uh, what I'm saying is that the workforce. You know, the the the, the very the very uh, reason why your company is staying afloat, of course, is your workforce. So I think I think that's that's one thing that I also consider um, in. Uh, but with management, of course if there are other if if we can see if we, if there's a need for us to have an operations manager who's really very versatile in in, the, in this in this kind of work then of course we go ahead and look for these people but when you say that we needed um, we needed our staff to to um, we wanted to journey with them from the very beginning and um, supply them and teach them the necessary skill set that You know, as they as they go ahead, like it's like growing with a company. You grow, I grow, we grow together. It's Mm. it's it's like that. So there are a lot of fresh graduates, graduates um, we have here in the city in the peninsula. That those are very promising, gifted people, talented, world class, very competitive. I know the universities that we have here so that's that's one thing that you know i'm very proud as well because um we have these people right here uh, yeah it's
0: just just a platform and an Mm -hmm. opportunity for them to really shine i mean just hearing you talk i'm feeling chills all over because that's the way that organizations Mm -hmm. would work you know and because i mean from not saying that every every company in singapore doesn't care about these people i'm not not saying that in any way but there are also a lot of businesses out there. Mm. It's a call out also who really don't give a shit about how yeah. they treat their staff and it's always about and and this story goes back to when I used to work for this very big uh, oil and gas company I will <laughs> The name of that company
1: Can when, it laugh is it something that you guys
0: have no, 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 very big
1: very big oil and
2: gas
0: Yes company. very very big and I had a boss there who would always very proudly proclaim that I'm so proud of myself because I, can, I have the ability to squeeze blood from stone. Which meant that yeah. she worked us to death. You know, and, yes. and every day was constantly, her, her way of encouraging was every day reminding you how easily you could be replaced. Oh mm. my god! So that created a terrible culture of backstabbing, a culture mm. of every man for himself. You know, and, and, and here you are talking about a culture that it's a nurturing culture. It's mm-hmm. a culture that focuses on on the development of the staff. So that everyone so of course you're gonna hope that everyone stays and grows with the company, you know, yeah, to pick up yeah. positions yes. of of leadership, people who totally understand what the fabric, what the culture of the, mm. the company is all about. I think that's what you're trying to build, yeah?
1: That's right, that's right. Um it's 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 funny, big John and Kenneth, that I always would like the staff to, you know, um, to like feel like I, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm the same on a on the same level like them, but it, it there's a feeling of there there's a feeling of, of warmth and happiness that the staff are really close to you. Um yeah. like when we started I started with nine people. Um we go out, we have dinners, we have barbecue parties, wow. we have Carla, okay. Big John, yeah. you know karaoke. okay. <laughs> The Filipinos people. sing like almost <laughs> everyday Kenneth. Like, if yeah, you're spirit. here in the Philippines, we got to have karaoke, Kenneth. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, we do that a lot of times. And it's very, you know, heartwarming that your mm. staff would always refer to you as, you know, Jerville is not just our C- CEO. We could, we could talk to her. And during the time of pandemic, you know, I really had a fun time um, driving from one house to another, distributing sacks of rice for them you know and they would and and it's it's a it's very heartwarming to really look at their faces so happy and yeah and um
2: i mean i think this is this is the new like this is the way people want their companies to to be now the companies that they work with to be now. Mm-hmm. They want it to be that they can connect with the CEO, they can connect with the people uh, who, who work with them or mm-hmm. who they work for in a very human way because they are no longer just simply, you know, units in in a, in a factory that produce goods that mm-hmm. make you money. But they are people mm-hmm. and they want to be treated as people. And I think like one of the things that you mentioned about your culture that you, you can... You know, people can talk to you. You know, of oh, you isn't just our CEO; it's something that is really quite rare in our context, right? Mm-hmm. Like most people, like boss is their boss, yeah, and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. But this is like on a on a deeper level, mm-hmm. and it does encourage, I think, um, that uh, your employees to talk to you a lot more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that? with that kind of communication that kind of conversation you are actually helping the innovation in your company
1: that's right i would really believe that it 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 helps in a lot of ways not just in innovation um you know kenneth um i've been um of course i've been myself i've started i've started with being a, 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 a um, an ordinary staff. You know? And um, I've also, you know, a lot of us, not just me, I mean, everybody can can relate that we experience bullying in the workplace, you know, things like mm. that. And um, mm. I take this experience that I had to I take this experiences as something that I could make use of in the very company that I have now. Mm-hmm. Because when there is so much intimidation and bullying in the workplace, the staff or the worker or any agents at that, that matter will not enjoy. And they would look forward to leaving the organization. Right? And it's not, it's really not a healthy environment. I hate it. Like, you wake up one day, you drag your feet out of your bed, you drag yourself out of your bed, hop in the shower, drive yourself to, to work, but you're not happy. So it, yeah. it, it sucks to, to, to feel that feeling, you know, to have that kind of feeling working in an environment that you're not happy because there's, there's just a lot of intimidation in the workplace. So I thought, And I have made a promise, I made a vow that that would never happen in the very company that they have. I wanted to have my, I wanted my staff to have this nurturing feeling, to have this feeling of um, very homey environment that they could. Because when that person is motivated, Kenneth, Big John, when the person is motivated, when the person is happy, he can actually be more productive. I mean, how many times? How many percentage more productive right. if the person is happy and they look forward to going to work?
0: So for you, how, <laughs> yeah. how how did you find your voice as a leader? How did you find your DNA? How did you find your this being as a leader? Because it doesn't come; it's not it's not natural uh, all the time. People think that it's a natural thing, but a lot of it is developed. But how did you find yourself as a leader? As and in- why and why are you this? specific type of leader what is the driving force
1: oh okay uh how did i find myself to be this kind of leader well foremost big john I, i i should i should tell you that you know growing up i am probably the kind of person who doesn't want to seek Sit in the back seat. Hmm. Like I wanted to be in the front seat always. <laughs> I don't know if that's I I I don't know if that's it's a bad thing or a good thing. But yeah, um, I find myself um, being um, vocal with what I want, what I feel, and what I needed to peep, What I needed to say. Like yeah, I I would always have my. I wanted that my my thoughts. I wanted that my voice be heard and counted. Yeah, like, you know, growing up, studying in in the high school or in college, I would always be that little little, uh, facilitator that every group have, every leader that every group would would, uh, have. And, you know, I would carry the opinion of my members, of my mates. So I think that actually stemmed from there. Mm. And then, you know, taking education, being a teacher, the more that... um, I would want to advocate for, say for example, for women, for children, uh, for children with special needs. So it sort of like make me um, have that platform to speak. Yeah, and well, for for some, this is called leadership, for some who looks at somebody leading a pack or leading a group or leading a team. Well, that's called, uh, that would um, perhaps uh, describe as leadership. So if you ask me where what how my DNA what's the DNA that I possess? why am I leader like this perhaps um, it would it would um, go back to the many years that I've been in an educational institution, um, having students who needs your help, um, voicing out, wanting your uh, wanting your opinions and uh, your voice be heard and counted and um, I've seen a lot of organizations or in there's just a lot of intimidation in 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 the office and I don't Mm -hmm. want that in the organization in my organization so it's more unlike you know being being in the being in the academe experiencing a lot of um, 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 instances or in you know, your leadership would would naturally come out, like uh, like speaking for your students, fighting for the rights of your students, fighting for the rights of the group. You know, things like that. I mm-hmm. guess I, I, I don't know. I guess I guess that that's that's just it. Well, it it's kind of natural from from what you have uh, made mention. But you know, I was given the opportunity to to um, to talk. Voice out my opinion, and I'm also very happy as well because people listens. Mm. That's the that's the good thing when you have built um, a really good reputation, when you have built um, a strong command in the community, a really a really good command in the community, because people listens to you. So when you do your job well, like a lot would say ah, she's 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 jervil she's she has been my teacher you know i look up to her she's that's that's where you will find that people actually listen to you right and they would mm. consider your opinion as something that is of uh that is of knowledge that is that that can be really used in the society mm. so i i guess i guess that's it i think that i'm just very lucky and blessed that there are a lot of um, um, professionals in the community now who were once my students, who were my students before. Professionals now, doctors, nurses, lawyers, and they would they would they would tell you that they've been very happy to be to to have you as their teacher in the past, and that they look up to you. So I make use of this as something that you know we could make use as a platform to actually reach out to the community because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who believes in you and who believes in, in the things that you have done uh, for them. Wow. So yeah, I think, I think that's it. Um, and if you ask that, how did I find out that I'm a leader? Um, I don't know, perhaps I just couldn't sit in one corner. I want to mm. I want to participate. I want to be mm. there. I want I want to be I want to be you one would, of those people who could actually speak for the group. You want a, a,
2: you want to have a seat at the table. I want yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I,
1: yeah, I think so. And um uh, it's a good thing also that I wanted to engage in 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 an intellectual or uh, intellectual argument with a lot of right. people because you learn from there. You That's learn from there. That's right. So
2: our last guest said that when he was young, he was the Switzerland of his school. People who wanted to resolve arguments would go to him. He was also very good at carrying the voices of other people mm-hmm. and fighting for them. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me like this is one of the key traits of being like a leader. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I yeah and I don't know whether it's like like born you know or you developed it somehow, but. Going on that like trade, right? Did, do you have anyone that influenced you? Do you have anyone that influenced you, in in a way that you would say has set your path for leadership?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there has been a lot of leaders in the community, especially in the academy. You can you have a lot of uh, doctors, like uh, education doctors, mm. uh, whom you can, whom I can say that you know they've been my mentors because it's it's a con- it's it's constant learning Kenneth and Big John it's a constant learning you and uh, the more you get to talk to a lot of experts the more you get to, uh, to talk to a lot of um leaders the more you can um assess where you are and where else can you improve what there's a lot can-
0: of humility as well
1: yeah yeah Uh um, I guess that well, if you say that um if I have if I have someone looking I am I'm looking up to somebody growing up. Well, my mom is a teacher as well. My well, mom is a very, very strong person. He raised us. Um, my dad passed away at, an, uh, at a very early stage, and my mom instantly became both the father and mother um, in the household. And it's been really a struggle growing up. And I can see her as such a very strong woman. I think that that's where it stemmed up me standing up for myself, making sure that whatever will happen, I'm gonna finish school. Whatever will happen, I'm gonna I, I'm I'm gonna do this. So there is a lot of you know, uh, battled deep inside me that, um, you know, the need to, to make my mom happy, the need to be successful. Not because I'm greedy for money, but because, you know, we can do this. That even though we came from a very, you know, poor family, but we can do this. Like, I, I have the ability to, to do this. So, first and foremost, I would say that I look up to my mom as the leader in the household. Right. And then, you know, growing up, there's just a lot of mentors uh, from school, mostly, you know, your teachers. That's what that, that's the reason why I can say that teachers can really make a difference in the lives of the students. That teachers can make or break students, like especially especially like uh, if the if it's the students are struggling. And then um, I guess uh, it's my constant. um Uh, Desire To 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 reach A certain What To reach This certain success It's my constant Mm -hmm. desire To reach This certain level That I would always Look for people Who would serve As mentors I would always Look for people Who could help me yeah I, I I think that it's well when, when you see that if there, if there's somebody who could whom I could say that I really look up to and really serve as my inspiration as my role model there's there's a lot of them there, there's a lot of them and I acknowledge each and every one of them they have formed really a, a big role in making me who I am today, being a leader and um, I also read a lot Kenneth. Uh, big John. I am a voracious reader, if, if I may say. Um, I, I, I read uh, things that would help me improve. So, so many um, write-ups that would help me improve. That would include education, uh, that would include uh, journals, scholarly journals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've read I've read a lot of uh, publications on leadership, organizational administration, but of course they're all in theory. What's important is that you put them into action, into the very organization, in, into the very organization that you have. Um, I have been very terrible as well um, in in terms of being a leader. Like there are times when human as we are, we are You know, we adhere to our own emotions or and it's not all the time we understand people, especially when we're at the height of our emotions. But um at the end of the day, I would sit down and um uh reflect uh is it is it the right thing that I did? Like there are times when you can when you what when when you can just, you know, yell at people at the height of your emotions, but then Right, but then I'm sure. Yeah, I make sure that at the end of the day, I would sit down in the very chair that I have now and think and reflect and um, reach out, reach out to to these people whom you think that yeah needed um a really good talk over a cup of coffee. So oh. yeah, I think, yeah. So,
0: I he- think so. hearing hearing you talk about about yourself and your experiences really, and I and I saw you know as we were introducing you that you really want your brand, your company to be a global brand. Mm-hmm. Now I can see where, where it's coming from. Where it's coming from, yeah. yeah. So I, I remember uh, delivering a, a, a talk the other day and I mentioned about companies. If you have the same vision as you did 30 years ago,
1: That's right. You know, we I have agree. a problem. So mm-hmm.
0: for you, right, what, mm-hmm. what are the I things agree. that you are actively trying to put in place to grow that brand. Because growing a brand is really, really not a simple thing.
1: It's not easy. Right, right. right. But of course, That's like, right.
0: I think being a, a, a Filipino company, there's also this thing about, wow, look at where Jolly Bee is. Who would have mm-hmm. thought Jolly Bee gone global, right? The bee has has spread the pollen everywhere, right? <laughs> Popular everywhere. So there's always that hope. But for, for you, what are you doing uh, to really keep your vision as quickly as possible? Without, of course, uh, divulging any trade secrets <laughs> what are you doing right now
1: well as i've said uh what what is what's very important uh for us right now is to constantly um uh, train our people uh to have that specific skill set especially in the different verticals that we that we offer um uh, make sure that Um, We constantly innovate and we constantly learn best practices in this field because, you know, you cannot give what you don't have, right? Um, um, uh, Very important for us that we always challenge, we keep on challenging ourselves to be more than what we are now. Um, Because I always have this vision, uh, Big John Kenneth, that, when they hear of Vintas, when people hear of Vintas, it would always be, oh yeah, that, that's a very good company. Um, uh, the agents coming from there are really good, so uh, might as well, you know, pirate the agents from there because they're really good, <laughs> you know. People who wants who wants us to work for them because we have this kind of brand. And for us to reach that level... We must always co- we must constantly innovate, and that means to say, um, you know, sending out people in different um, summits, in in different um, seminars, in different um, any organization in in any, in any development that we think we need to develop more, in, in, in any uh, uh, um, educational endeavors that we need to develop that we need to develop more. Um, yeah i and then um embrace what's the trend because there's always such thing as the latest trend you have to keep with the latest trend like what's the latest trend now we always say it's the new normal what's the new normal so embrace what's the new normal so what's happening currently you got you 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 gotta you gotta uh you you gotta stick to it you gotta follow it because What's the best practices 10 years ago may not, no, may no longer be the best practices now, right? Oh, yeah, oh, you said oh. so yourself, Big John. So, constantly be updated with the latest trends. And for us to be updated with the latest trends, we need to go out there. We need to send people, we need to train people, um, get resources, I mean, hire resources to constantly innovate and um, uh, keep. As abreast with the latest technology with the latest innovation with the latest trend i think that's it so you know it's an evolving company ventas might be this for this year but in the next five years we are more than that yeah. so we keep embracing change i think that's very important because the moment you won't embrace change you're gonna be you know uh, left behind. Mm. So, latest trends is very important. Keep yourself updated with the latest trends. I think that for you to become globally competitive, you have to embrace innovation. And uh, you were set for that. Were set for that.
2: You know, you've mentioned innovation quite a few times,
1: That's and right. I don't,
2: I don't want you to expose what's in the pipeline. But is there any? story of innovation that you can share with us Mm
1: -hmm. from the
2: past
1: yeah i think it's um well when i started when i when we started um i I, i've made mention that we only i started with nine people and then um um, it's more of like you know sitting me as a CEO just uh, making sure that that project or that account is you know smoothly sailing and then from my perspective I just make sure that my agents are working well tend to their needs um, what are what, what are the different needs in terms of technology in in the workplace um, equipment Um and also the, the, the social and moral responsibility that I need to keep um, for, for for the agents, so it's more of like that. It's more of like you know babysitting the agents, looking after uh, them. What are your needs? Are you okay? How how's your day? Yeah. Be okay? Yeah. yeah, and they would say, yeah. yeah, we're we're good. How how's the client? Are you are are, are you um, please make sure that you're doing your work well. Your productivity is is uh, within our is within the, the percentage that you've been given, and so on and so forth. And then eventually, you know, we started to move from there. Let's find another vertical that we could, we could um, offer to the clients. And that's where research and development came in. My mm. research team came okay. in. So it's very important that you have, a, you have a research and development team to know the latest trends and to know what's, you know, uh, the, uh, probably the, the other services that you, you could uh, offer possibly offer to your clients so I have a research and development team Um, the research and development team is uh, the one uh, in charge for for um, updating the company with uh, this we should embrace this we should follow this we should we should take this we should take this path and so on yeah and then um, and then we 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 brought in people we brought in different resource speakers um, to actually you know, to ha- to 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 have one group after the another. So there's there's a group for social media managers. There's a group for for um, for SEO. There's a group. So there, it's constant. It's a constant. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a constant kind of training. Like it, it's a it, it's we we constantly look for because we have the talents here. We have IT graduates we have uh con- we have content writers we have education mm-hmm. students or english majors who who, mm-hmm. we, who uh who fresh graduates so we have the talents we have the people it's only a matter of looking for uh, a platform or an avenue for these people to work to to, to be given the opportunity to, to start work to to um, and and then um eventually grow uh, their potential in this profession so that's where it started so the most important thing is to have a research team
2: cool Cool. and
1: then then also me of course i have uh, uh, an extensive experience in research only in educational research Mm. um have um that's that's i really think you know i would really like to thank my my um my um, education and me being from the academe because you know that's where it came from. Like you had to have a research team, constantly look for, for new things out there, innovate, yeah, and so on.
0: I think, that's, I a, think that's a yeah. very very important point because there are a lot of companies out there who don't who don't do the research who don't do that and yeah. are faced every single year wondering what the hell are we going to do next year? No, not even what happened. Yeah. What are we going to do next year? And a lot mm-hmm. of current practices just continue on. And I think Correct. this is really where we start to see the, the find the lines between an okay company and a company that's really going to, to make a big splash.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> okay, so wrapping up, last question. <laughs>
2: Uh, there are a lot. There are a lot of people that uh, are talking the talk but not walking the talk. Mm-hmm. And you are one of those people dis- that decided to walk the talk.
1: Mm-hmm. You got it, John. You got I it. Just, just
0: checking if it was correct. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: I, I would. I wouldn't be able to sleep if I would not finish. If I if I could not get any answers right. from the questions so, that I have in mind.
2: So my my question to you is. What is if you can say just one thing, one piece of advice to people who are about to take that leap off the entrepreneurial cliff? What will be your advice for them?
1: Well, take the opportunity because these opportunities don't have longer shelf lives. Um, if you really, I would say, I don't know because it's just me, Kenneth Big John, I would always trust my gut feeling i don't know if it, if, it, if that's a good advice you know i i don't know but mm-hmm. it's just me because when i want something when i wake up one day and i want this i really want this it's it's it i would i would not stop until i get to a decision i would I get to the point that i would be able to get that i, I would get it like I I want to have a review center. Okay, let's make it happen. What are the things that that it's needed to open a review center? I would like to have a call center. What are the things that's needed to have a call center? If you really think that you want it so bad, like so bad, you can't sleep. You can't sleep. It occupies your mind a lot of time, the whole day, the whole night. When you're eating, when you're talking to your friends, it's there on your mind. Then go for it. That means to say it's pushing. There's there's a voice at the back of your head that's pushing you to go for it. And opportunities don't come, uh, I mean, don't, don't stay that long. It doesn't have a longer shelf life. <laughs> so go for it. Uh, pick the leap of faith. Um, of course, there would always be failures not all of our ventures are a success right not Mm -hmm. all of them like i've tried a lot of a lot of uh, business ventures as well in the in the past and it didn't go well Mm -hmm. up until you will find your niche up until you will find that this is it this is the business for me Mm -hmm. this i this is this is really for me after being a failure first for 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 so many ventures this is it this is for me um but then you must always keep the momentum going even if like if if even if your company is already stable don't be too like uh, confident just sit and watch your Mm. people work no you must always keep the momentum going and as i've said always look for something innovative always because what's what is um the trend today like okay for today code calling is the trend it will no longer be uh, applicable in the next 5 or 10 years so always have a research team that would always keep you updated what's going to work for for this for this time so yeah i i i, I think that's it for for those entrepreneurs who would want to start a business and yet they are afraid they are uh, hesitant um the more we become hesitant the more that it's not going to happen so start it make it happen and if it's going to be a failure if it's not going to be a success don't stop go ahead find another one up until the time that you're going to really find what's meant for you and that's what i that's what i
2: actually did perfect thank you for that thank you so much thank you so much a lot of that was a lot of few good moments yeah.
0: there.
1: I hope that what I was I mean? able to share something valuable, Big John, right? You know, 100%, you, when, 100%. When, when Big John actually um uh, gave out the invitation, I was quite hesitant. It's like, there are a lot of big players on LinkedIn that, you know, we get ideas from and I'm not really sure if I could give a uh, uh, um, uh, good value to to your well, members. I I think
2: it was very. <laughs> your answers were really very insightful, and I think that like there's a lot to learn from you with regards to like doing the thing and finding out ways to sort of you know make sure that you don't waste your time and like all these little things. You know, we may think it, like for you it is it is second nature, but for a lot of people out there, that that's a really a point of learning. Even for me, right? Like sometimes I like sit around and waste time but like when I see you grab time and opportunity like that, it makes me like ask myself, like, am yeah. I slacking off too much, you know? And I think it's really, really good and actually quite inspirational.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm
0: Definitely. glad. I'm so happy. I mean, it was a, it was a chance thing to just ask you to be part of the podcast. <laughs> I'm glad you said yes. And I think we, we really have a lot of valuable lessons to, to share with, with everyone, you know, even the, the, the just the small businesses, but people who are looking to make that next step. You know, people who are trying to fight their way out of the pandemic. So many lessons to come out of this particular episode. And for that, I thank you so much again. Thank, thank you so much, very, very, much appreciate My
2: pleasure, from yes.
0: From Singapore. And, and of if you course,
2: enjoyed this podcast, make sure you like, subscribe, and share to our channel.
0: And we'll also leave the link for Jervil's company below. Mm-hmm. You can check them out. And... Hire them if you need to. (laughs) And And we'll also be waiting for the moment where you become a a great global Mm -hmm. company and then we'll be back on for another show. We're
1: (laughs) we're claiming that, Big John. Kenneth, we're claiming that. And we're going to work hard for it to become um, a success. Um, Yeah, we claim that.
0: And we all go ahead together, you know, every moment's a chance to restart another and every moment's yeah. a chance to go out and grab what you need to. Always, you know,
1: always, always, yeah. Yes. Whenever, whenever we whenever we stumble, we could always stand up. That's one of my mantras well, uh, Big John, Kenneth, that yeah, we we stumble, we fall, but we also have the ability to stand up. So no matter the challenges, keep going, keep fighting, you know, line hard, line hard.
0: Line hard. And with a great big roar, thank you once again for everyone for joining us for this,